sure what I can add to that sermon. <laughs> but we got a few things. <clears throat> How many of us can name the Ten Commandments? One, two, maybe. No other gods before me. I'm, I'm doing the paraphrase version. No other gods before me. Don't make carved images. Don't take God's name in vain. And, and I have a list here, so I don't miss any. <laughs> Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. And don't covet your neighbor's stuff. These commands, while seemingly pretty cut and dried, are larger than they seem, I believe. These commands, while many of our interpretations and certainly movies or other media seem to lay them out, set them in stone, so to speak, are more complicated than they might appear for some. No gods. Literally, not literally, perhaps, but what occupies the majority of your time in a detrimental way. In a detrimental way to yourself, your loved ones, your encounter with the divine. What are the images you love more than others, more than family, more than friends, more than yourself? What are those images, those symbols, those representations that you hold to a higher esteem than you would a friend or family or loved one or even God? Taking God's name in vain. That's not just about cursing. But also haphazardly or without respect or using religious language for your own benefit or gain without really having any commitment to the particular faith one is representing or referencing. Remember the Sabbath. Rest. How many of us really rest on our Sabbath day? You know, I, as, a, as a preacher, I've always kind of worried about this one because, you know, this is the only day of the week I work. <laughs> so when is the Sabbath for us? Obviously, in the scriptures, in the Hebrew scriptures, the Sabbath is yesterday. For we, in the New Testament, we claim today as Sabbath. Probably, if I had to claim Sabbath for myself, it would probably be Friday, for the most part. Because that's the day I try to take off. Whatever day we can find it. Honor your father and mother. Now that can be, that can be easy for those of us who had good fathers and mothers. But there are also those of us that that's a real challenge. That maybe didn't have the most exemplary father or mother. 
So if we look at that commandment, perhaps we try to look at honoring those who have nurtured and loved us, who have been mother and father to us. Don't murder. That one's pretty clear, I think. Don't commit adultery. And that's not just about being faithful to your spouse, your significant other, your partner. It's about being unfaithful to those who you love and who love you. Don't steal. And that's more about, that's not, that's not just about possessions or money. That's about don't steal time, don't steal whatever. Don't bear false witness. Don't, don't lie. Don't cheat. Tell the truth. And coveting, don't, don't want what you don't have. In a consuming way. I mean, you know, I would really like to have, you know, I'd really like to go to lunch today and have, uh, what would I like to have? <laughs> I'd like to have big, I, breakfast this morning, I would really like to have had hash browns, biscuits and gravy, sausage, maybe some bacon, <laughs> but I can't <laughs> for lots of reasons. I don't see that as covetingness. That's just, you know, those things are really good. <laughs> don't, don't covet things you don't have in a consuming way, and that's all you can think about. And it consumes your life and your time. When one expands these Ten Commandments, they can be pretty daunting. But in terms of our Judeo-Christian tradition, if one commits to keeping these, our Second Testament, our New Testament, lays out that at least if we, can, if we are committed to keeping these Ten Commandments, at least it only gets worse. It does. It gets worse. Worse in the sense of the New Testament admonition that if you want to place yourself under these commandments, under these laws, literally, you have to keep them all. And if one keeps them all, not only do you have to know the ten, but then now who can recite the other 603? <laughs> not I. <laughs> Besides, I like shrimp too much. <laughs> so I think it's important to remember, especially when looking at the famous or infamous Ten Commandments, to remember these ten are to be a template in our tradition. To lay across our journey of life and to remind us what it means to live a life connected to the divine, connected to one another, connected to creation in a great, just, kind, and humble way. It is also present in the Hebrew Scriptures and emphasized more directly in the New Testament or Second Testament that there's a template for that template. Jesus and others cite the familiar template for our journey of life and faith in three simple ways. We're familiar with them, or at least we should be. 
It seems to me them at least a week, maybe more often than that. Some of you may already be saying, oh. This template speaks of relationship. If we look at the, just the ten, they are as well. Relationship to the divine. Love God. No graven images, no other God. Don't take God's name in vain. Relationship to others. Love one another. Don't covet. Has to do with our relationship with others. And our relationship with ourselves. Keep the Sabbath. Take care of yourself. Love God. Love others. Love self. Jesus, as well as others, tell us, according to our story, that these three are the most important of all. Every law, they say. Every law. All the laws hang on these words. So keep these three. And you will make the world a better place and your life a better life. Love yourself, not in a narcissistic, arrogant sort of way, but take care of yourself. Know you are worthy. When you're tired, whether it's physical or mental, take time to take care of yourself. Know you are worthy. Know you are enough. Know you are beautiful and special and a unique child of the divine, just like you are. And encouraged to live into that uniqueness as you can. You are loved. You should know that. And you should love yourself. Take care of yourself. You should love others as you love yourself, if you remember the command. While you're caring for you, you should care for others as well. Our traditions compel us to feed and clothe and shelter and visit and heal others, especially those who are poor, displaced, and hungry. And love God. Love the divine. And how do we do that? By loving others and loving ourselves. Who are each, we are told, created like the divine. How can you love God, one epistle says, whom you cannot see if you do not love your brother and sister who you can? I want to expand the template even more this morning. For to love self and others and God is bigger than just we humans. It replaces, it applies to the whole of creation. We, especially on this Earth Day weekend, should be doing what we can to carry for the whole, not just a part. Because if we're to take our faith tradition seriously, perhaps not literally, but seriously, the very first commandment in our tradition is to tend the garden. Now it seems... As I watch the news and read the papers, etc., it seems like there are those in our universe who, who interpret that as plunder the garden. But our charge is to tend the garden, to take care of it, to take care of creation. It is our responsibility, our tradition tells us, 
not to plunder to satisfy our own greed and wants, but to care for and create sustainable use of our resources. I'm going to lift up just a microcosm of that work to begin, to begin with. The work of caring for creation and creating sustainable solutions cuts across so many avenues of what we do to and with our earth and beyond. A huge issue of our use of plastic and what it does to this garden for which we have been given responsibility. Plastic accounts for 10% of all waste generated in the world. 50%, half of all the plastic we use, half of all the plastic we use, we use once and throw it away. Enough plastic is thrown away each year to circle the earth four times. Plastic production is 8%. It may not sound like a lot, but it is. 8% of the world's oil production. The average American throws away approximately 185 pounds of plastic a year. Americans throw away 35 billion, with a B, plastic water bottles every year. 500 billion plastic bags are used worldwide every year. That's 100 million every year minute. That's a lot of grocery bags fluttering in the tree, in your tree row. It takes 500 to 1,000 years for plastic to degrade. And it's not just the earth. This expanded template includes creation and creature. Our story compels us to care for the creatures of the earth and sky and water, but our continued reckless waste of resources threatens them as well. In, Los in the Los Angeles area alone, 10 metric tons of plastic, grocery bags, straws, drink, drink bottles, are carried into the Pacific Ocean every day. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch, maybe you've heard of it, off the coast of California, is twice the size of Texas. The Ellen MacArthur Foundation estimates that in 2050, there will be 899 million tons of fish in the sea. It also estimates for the amount of plastic in the ocean by 2050 to be between 850 and 950 million tons. By their estimates, by 2050, there could be more plastic in the ocean than there are. One million seabirds and 100,000 marine animals are killed annually because of plastic in our ocean. The statistics obviously could go on and on and on, but that's not why you came to church this morning. The focus here is to care for our creation, all of our creation. 
And that care originates out of our tradition, out of our story as followers of Jesus, followers of the way, originates out of our love for self and others and God. Jesus boils that template down even more in the reading we had this morning from the Gospel of John. Because I think the author of John posits, if you love others, truly love others, and put their well-being in the forefront of our journey of life and faith, then love of self and divine will simply be. In light of Earth Day today, or perhaps in our context, Creation Day, remembering our connection to the whole of creation across the universe and back, we are called and compelled to do better. To be advocates, not only for the least of these, to the oppressed, to the abused, the discriminated against, harassed and hated among our humankind, brothers and sisters, but to the harassed and abused, oppressed of creation. It can be an overwhelming consideration for us as individuals, as communities, as countries, as a world, but it has to start somewhere. And each of us has something to offer. Each and every one of us has something we can begin the process of, of recreating and rejuvenating and saving our planet. God's good creation. Very good creation of life and love. Every journey starts with a single step. <clears throat> Last June, down at Phillips Seminary, we had a chapel service <clears throat> and received a list of things we could do to reduce our plastic usage. And some of those are pretty major, and, and so I tried to pick a simple one to start with. And I decided I was going to give up plastic straws. Do you know how difficult that is? Almost every drink you order in a restaurant comes with a plastic straw. Either already in the drink or they lay it on your table. Even a glass of water. They stick a straw in it. Well, even if you refuse it by that point, they're just going to throw it away, which... Going through, Trudy and I were going through a drive-thru the other day to get drinks. And the attendant forgot to hand us our straws. And so he turns around and he says, oh, just a minute. And he, he sticks two straws out the door. I said, that's okay, we don't need straws. That's okay, I'll just throw them away. And I didn't say it, but I wanted to say, no, 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 no. That's the problem. But do you know how hard it is? We have created this culture of of waste. It's detrimental to God's very good creation. I made copies of that list to how to reduce our plastic usage. There's some laying up here, there's some on the back table in the foyer. I invite you to take one with you. If, and if there aren't enough, uh, let me know and we can get some more copies. But just think about everything you use that has plastic in it. One of the things on the list, chewing gum. Did you know it had plastic in it? I didn't know that. I, I'm not a big gum chewer anyway, but it's like, really? 
<laughs> just chewing on a... Maybe that's why my son chews on straws all the time. I don't know. <clears throat> chewing gum. This may be the only time you hear me utter any words that would suggest that we as humans are the center of the universe. Because ultimately we are not. And at the same time, in terms of caring for our universe, it has to start with us. And we are standing right in the middle of it all. Right in the middle.